Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. So today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Her name is Allison Nelson, and she is the owner and founder of The Nelson Company. She is going to be talking to us about time blocking and by using time blocking, I should say, you can get as much done in your business and with your family as you can. So welcome, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. I'm very excited to have you on the show. And I know we are going to be talking about some amazing tips for our moms today. And first, we want to kind of get to know you a little bit. So tell us about you, where you live, how many kids you have, and about your business. Sure. So I'm Allison, like you said, and I am a wife and a mom. I live in New England right now. I am from New York originally. So we moved here about the year we got married. So it's been about seven years that we live here now. So it's definitely different but we're both from New York, but we love it. And we have a daughter. She is almost three. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the Nelson company started sort of as a project to help women be more kind, be surrounded by community that was about laughter and love and kindness, because a lot of our experiences as new parents were that there was a lot of negativity and we get it. People are tired. We were tired too, but we thought we couldn't get through any of those crazy days where our, you know, our child didn't sleep or teething or whatever without some laughter and without some kindness for other people. So we said, well, what's the best way to spread the message? Probably a graphic tea is the best way to spread that message. And I know that after women have babies, Sometimes they don't feel as comfortable in their new bodies. So I wanted to make sure that the graphic tee that we picked was really flattering for every single shape and super comfortable too. So we went with a tee that is really high, you know, sort of premium, has suede in it and cotton as well. And the designs are all based on sort of our experience with, you know, making each other laugh and the love we have for coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a common thread among moms. You have to have something to get you through, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And you know, the little things, that's what life is about. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like an amazing business and I've checked out the teas and I think they are super cute. Yeah, definitely. So How in the world did you come to start creating t-shirts? Yeah, it's interesting. I have no design. You know, we love Project Runway, but that's probably where it stops when it comes to fashion. But I jumped around a lot in my career. My last few years in the working world, I was in education and I was creating opportunities for students to get real life experience in the high school that I was in, in the working world in any kind of industry that they may have wanted to check out to see before they went to college, if that's what they decided that they wanted to major in that thing. And, you know, when I had my daughter, I think a lot of moms will resonate with this. I changed. I wanted a different life. Mm -hmm. So I was super honest with the people that I work with about that. We had meetings together. And because I had sort of an entrepreneurial like job where I was the only person in the district that did what I did. And I sort of was hired based on the fact that the job hadn't really been thought out completely. And it was my job to sort of make sure that 
I use the job as a vehicle to affect change in a lot of ways. So I think that's sort of where the entrepreneurial bug bit me a little bit. My dad's an entrepreneur. I worked with in his office for years when I was growing up. So I think that's sort of where it happened. And honestly, the t-shirts were my desire to wear comfortable clothes and added to the fact that I know it's a trend and I know that women want to wear something that really speaks to who they are now and how they feel. And if they want to inspire other people, we're all about creating community and we're all about teaching women how to create community. Yeah, that's awesome. I really think that giving moms a way to feel comfortable and cute is really important. I know for me, every time I had a baby, I was like, uh, I hate all my clothes. I hate everything. Like that was like the last thing that I wanted to do was like get dressed in the morning and just, you know, that kind of thing. So having something that would be inspiring as well, I think would definitely be a big tipping point in, you know, mindset and just how you feel about, you know, yourself and your daily life. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I say this all the time to my daughter, even, you know, in toddlerhood, they start to get upset about anything you ask them to do, getting dressed, being one of the things. Yeah. And I see her all the time. It should be fun. Yeah. You have such cute clothes. This should be fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Be, you know, and I feel that way about women too. I mean, it should be either not a big deal mm-hmm. or fun. Yeah. Like, make it one of the two, you know, yeah. make it the least stressful part of your day. Yeah. That's a really good point. I never have ever thought of it that way because I've always struggled with, you know, my weight and my clothes and all of those things. And even when I wasn't struggling with my weight, when I was like, at a good weight, I still didn't like enjoy clothes because I've just never enjoyed them, you know? So, right. Right. And it's too bad. I mean, it's time. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> I think that's a great point. I think it's a hundred percent. You're right. And I'm glad that you're saying that. And I know that there are, you know, thousands of moms out there that feel the same way, if not millions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think every mom has felt in some way, shape or form in a different body. And it's, you know, after, yeah. having kids because it does, it does change you in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. Something that you were talking about earlier really kind of struck a chord with me in that you go into like whatever job or you're in whatever job you're at, right. Mm-hmm. And you're pregnant and you have one idea of how things are going to be. Yeah. And then <laughs> you have the baby and you're like, Oh, this is not how I thought it was going to be. This is not how I thought it was going to feel. It doesn't align with what I want to have for my child, what I want to have for my family. And I think that you have a really powerful story with that and that particular moment in time. You know, we had talked about this on the phone last week, and I think you just have a really powerful story to share about that. So do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So yes, Absolutely. I had my child in the summer, right in the height of the summer. So we weren't in session. So it was kind of a nice, I didn't have to take maternity leave at a certain time, whatever. But I had asked them for five months. I had said, I will come back in January. Around November, I started going into the school to meet with my superiors and say, look, my life is different now. They're both mothers. So they knew, they understood. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're mothers of children who are much older, but they understood. And they said, we understand, you know, and I said, because this is such an entrepreneurial position, because this is so different, is there a way we can make it a consultant base 
part-time, remote. I mean, I showed them all the different things that I do. I propose things to them. This is all while taking care of a baby who had a colicky sort of first six months all by myself. My family's not around. They're all in New York, you know, breastfeeding her, just figuring all this out, proposed everything to them. They seemed like they were into it. And then one day I got an email, it was around March and they said, we want all or nothing. Mm -hmm. And I said, nothing because my heart said I couldn't give them all. I had given them all before I had a baby because it was my baby. And it surprised me how easy it was to say nothing because it really was my career. It was my love, the thing I love to do. So they didn't exactly give me a choice. And once I resigned, they eliminated my position. So I couldn't change my mind if I wanted to, which I never really wanted to. I wish things had turned out differently, but I don't ever wish that I said yes. Yeah. And like my mom's generation, right, was kind of like a do what you have to do kind of generation, you know, like, I don't know if that makes sense. And like, they were kind of told how women needed to be in the workforce, because they were really technically the first generation to be in the workforce, right? Yeah. So I think they kind of had to conform more to like, you know, the rules and things like that. And I'm wondering if the women that you were dealing with as far as your superiors were in that group of, I guess, generation? Probably that's true. I do think they were, you know, go-getters. And when I worked there, I did look up to them. I do think that they loved what they did. I do think they were ignited by passion. They were teachers to start. And then they became, you know, the CEO of the house. So I do, I do think that that's true. I also think that However, they felt about me, that my particular situation or not, because of the institution that they were in and because they could not make all the decisions in the world the way an entrepreneur really can, mm-hmm. they were stuck. I do yeah. really think they were stuck. I do think that they even did say to me, we can't set a precedent that this is okay. Yeah. And so I didn't have to be in the classroom. I didn't have to be around children. So I didn't see why it was something that would set a precedent. It's not like an English Mm -hmm. teacher would be the next person to ask, can I be a consultant-based English teacher? (laughs) Yeah, that wouldn't work very well. (laughs) No, no. And I think that that teachers want to be in the classroom. Yeah, Uh, definitely. But that wasn't necessarily my role, even though I do have a background in it and I have the education for it. Mm -hmm. So I was sad because I do think that they sort of felt stuck in a lot of ways. And I wish that they didn't have to feel that way. Yeah, I can completely understand that. And I really think from just an overall view of all of the moms that I talk to on a daily basis and all of the moms that have evolved into something after they become moms, Mm -hmm. that there's so many brilliant women out there just like you that are being like, kind of like pushed out of the workforce, but also lost. I feel like they're losing like these companies and districts or whatever, you know, they're losing such amazing talent because they're inflexible and they just want to keep things, you know, a certain way. And I think thinking outside of the box can really assist moms to not only stay in the workforce if they want to, but have flexible positions, you know, like I really think, yeah. Yes. I do think that there's a lack of not being able to think outside the box and I don't know where it starts. I don't know if it's politics. I think education is probably the last place to start because there's always politics of education. And of course it changes state by state, right? So like that's, yeah. that's tough to have a national conversation about that. But yes, I totally agree with you. There's a, there really needs to be a shift towards 
you know, if women want to stay in the workforce for whatever reason and whatever, you know, level that they want to stay, there should be options for them. Women shouldn't have to become entrepreneurs if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. I do find that the women I talk to want to become entrepreneurs and that's wonderful. And of course I'm all in. I love that. But I think that, yes, what you were saying about the evolution of, you know, a woman then becoming a mother, you're reborn. Mm -hmm. So many, just like your baby was born that day, you were reborn to a different role. And that's not something that I fully understood for a while, for maybe even a year that, you know, you're different now and that's okay. And so that's why when they were like all or nothing, I mean, a year before that happened, I would have been like, oh, all, are you kidding? I would have given you everything. Yeah. I love this. This is what lights me up. Well, no, actually being with my daughter lights me up every day, watching her grow, watching her say her first word. And not everybody's like that, but the point is, is that everybody changes. You change whether, you know, when you become a mom, you change. And unfortunately, the workforce is not set up for that. Yeah. Um, And you're absolutely right. We're losing women. And, you know, Lord knows what happens to those women when they're at home all day, feeling like they can't use the gifts that God gave them, feeling like they can't work because then what happens with the children or they can't afford childcare. I mean, that was sort of our situation. Being in education, it would have cost the same amount as my salary to send her to daycare. Yeah. And then <laughs> so, she's with some stranger all day and yeah. doing, you know, who knows what, and are they really taking care of her? And No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At this exact time, she's with my father. She's with mm-hmm. her grandfather, which is amazing. Yeah. That she, you know, that she spends, and before he got here, I was with her. Yeah. And I'll be with her again, you know, when I'm done working. So that's what I want. I mean, obviously it definitely, it takes some, um, inspiration it takes some creativity to try to figure that out yeah what you want to do but yes I agree with you that it's getting a little bit too scary that women are just being pushed out yeah 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 I agree so do you miss your old career at all not really I thought it at first I don't miss having such a hard time creating change or affecting change that's what I really wanted to do with that position that was a huge challenge for a lot of the same reasons that we just talked about, you know, there's a lot of politics around. So I don't really miss having the choice, having to choose between being with my daughter or being at a job. I love the idea that I can do both every single day. Yeah. For all of the moms that I know that work from home, I think that is like the icing on the cake. You know, you get to have your cake and eat it too. And I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's amazing. So absolutely. I totally agree. And you know, it's not that it's easy. It's just that it is what we wanted. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. I actually work more now that I work from home than I did when I was at work because I could just, you know, basically just come home and the job that I had, I didn't have to bring any work home, Right. but I enjoy what I'm doing. And I enjoy the fact that like, it might take me longer to get my entire day of work done because I have lots of interruptions, Yeah. but I still get it done and I still enjoy those interruptions. Like I take a walk with my daughter and my husband and, you know, around lunchtime and, you know, it's just nice. Like, yeah, it's so cool. It is. It's so cool. You're right. It's so cool to be able to be there, but also, yeah, I mean, I didn't need a time management system before I had my daughter. I didn't need to get up at 5am to get work done. I definitely work harder and I'm definitely more conscientious of how I spend every minute, every hour. But it's like you said, it's so worth it. I mean, like, to be able to take a walk with your child in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and then go back to work and you're doing things that you love to do. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. 
And I highly recommend it to anyone that's out there that's listening that, you know, is in that position of, okay, do I go back to work or do I not? I think that you can definitely figure out what you're passionate about, carve out, you know, some time to discuss with your husband or, you know, figure it out, you know, just discuss it. I don't know, whatever works in your family. (laughs) Right. No, I agree with you. I think they shouldn't have to feel like they don't have a choice. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So tell us about what you do now and who you help and how you help them and all that good stuff. Sure. So the e-commerce business and it has a blog with it also. So the shirts and the gift items are designed to promote kindness, inclusion, love, and laughter. The blog does the same thing, just obviously on a deeper scale. We love to be able to inspire women to do a lot of the same things that, you know, we've been talking about, to be their best selves, to not apologize, but to also make room for the fact that you are a new person now, so grow, you know, have that time for personal growth, and this is where we can help you with those things. We love the idea of being able to provide a gift solution to women who are in the same position, I should say. So mugs, travel mugs, sweatshirts, things like that we have available for gift items. We love to offer tangible advice on motherhood and business and how to grow and how to be your best self through the blog and through our guest blogs. Mm-hmm. And we also sponsor networking events for women who are in business. So that's for local women, obviously, <laughs> that are local to the Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York area. That's so we'll very be, cool. Yeah. How, does, be, that, how um, does that work? Like, what do you well, in a sponsorship? Oh, well, so we just pay for everything <laughs> and we oh. put it on. And we did one at a local coffee shop, which we actually, my husband and I had this idea for this business in this coffee shop. And that's where I would go whenever I had time away from my daughter, whenever her grandparents would come over to help me out with her. So I would go there and work for a few hours. So it sort of felt like the right place to have our first event. Mm -hmm. We rented it out and we had a bunch of women come and we actually did our first promotional video at that location. So during that day, so people can really see how, if you go to our website and look at the video, you'll see how the women sort of interact with each other, meeting each other for the first time. The only thing they have in common is that they are moms and they have a business. That's super cool. Some of them are in 10 years in, some of them didn't really tell anybody yet, but they do sort of have this idea and they're working on it. Mm -hmm. And some of them are sort of in the middle. So yeah, so we're going to do another one in October. We'll probably do a couple a year. Yeah, that's very cool. That sounds like a great way to promote community and also promote, you know, networking together and helping each other cross promotion and all those things. So, yeah, that's what we want to do. You know, it literally says in our mission statement, we want to create community. So we said we got to put our money where our mission is a little bit here. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what are you working on now? What's your big project? Yeah. What's your focus? So now we're sort of moving into a mentoring role now. The past eight months that I've been doing this business, a lot of women have come over to me and said, how did you do it? How did you start? Even though you had all these fears, you have a master's degree. How did you decide like to just start making shirts? Like, how did you do that? Like, weren't you scared about money? Weren't you scared of that? You wouldn't have time for your daughter. You're trying to do this to have more time, but don't you have to take time away from her to do this? Mm-hmm. How do you start a business? So, and how do you manage it? How do you manage the time? And I said, you know, So I started mentoring a couple of my friends that wanted to start their own business that are in my situation being moms. And I said, you know what? I could probably start to try to affect more people, help more people and monetize it a little bit. So 
that's what we're working on now. So we just rolled out our coaching program. It's six weeks. It's one-to-one coaching with me. Get 24-7 access to me, all my worksheets and videos. And we work on kind of your blocks around time management, some financial blocks, things like that. So That's awesome. So what kind of time management tips do you have for the audience? Sure. So I love time blocking. When I started to basically name each hour that I had with a task or put myself in a certain position during that hour, I found that I was so much more productive, but also I had so much more white space. So we all have that like white space in our calendar where we're like, oh, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, it's like free time or what do they call that? Free choice at my kid's school. That's what they call it. Right. Yeah, the free period or whatever you can play. Yeah. And honestly, that leads me to a really good point. Playtime is still so important even for adults. I will say that till forever. I think that adults have forgotten how to play. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is so important, especially as a mom who's been reborn and does not know necessarily that the thing that made her happy before might make her happy now that might not be the same thing. So I think it's so important to find what that is. And I really do think that, yeah, you could be spending time on something that's not making you money, but I do feel that that passion for what you're doing will bring out your best self and you'll put that into your children. You'll put that into your marriage. You'll put it into your business. Yeah. And that to me has been so transformative, really. So that's what we teach women. We teach women a lot about, you know, little things. Brain dumping is probably my biggest tip for anybody who sort of wants to start. Honestly, a place, I don't care what it is, your phone or I'm a pen and paper girl still, I got to say. So, you know, anywhere that you can brain dump everything that you're thinking throughout the day just a place you can dump it all in. And then later we can work on when it's going to get done. But I do think that a scattered brain can veil the joy that is motherhood and can veil the determination that there is to do well in business. If you're sitting there feeling overwhelmed, you're not going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. And That's the so older your kids are, they're only going to start to see how overwhelmed you are. Yeah. <laughs> so you may not enjoy spending time with them because you may feel so overwhelmed. So that's my first tip that I tell moms, like, Figure out how you're going to brain dump, whether it's a worksheet or it's on your phone or you're, you know, if you voice text yourself 20 times a day, I don't care, but, you know, do something so it's not in your head. Take yeah. it out of your head so that you can enjoy yourself. You know, that's what life is all about. You have to enjoy yeah. yourself every day. <laughs> Definitely. And then after the brain dump, what is the next step for kind of feeling less overwhelmed? Yeah. So after the brain dump's great because you can look at it as an objective piece. You don't have to personalize it in any way. You don't have to think of things. It's all right there. And I always like to categorize the things that I have brain dumped. So personal, family, you know, business, and you can break it down. You know, we have a blog. So maybe some of the tasks that I was thinking of are for the blog, but not necessarily for the shop. So maybe I'll probably have two different categories, shop and blog. And then you take a look at your calendar and that's kind of where the magic happens. And you literally start to schedule those things. So it's not a huge master to-do list. That's overwhelming. It's Monday at 9am. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So, and that sort of, that also prevents procrastination because guess what? If you don't do it, you're just gonna have to move that block over to another time period and get it done then. And then the other thing is you really start to see, you start to see two really important things. You start to see how much time things take 
So for example, I know a lot of women who don't start blogs because they think it's going to take hours to write a blog post. Mm-hmm. Well, if you time block an hour to write a blog post and it takes you 45 minutes, you know, it's a pretty good indication that maybe you should start a blog because it looks like you're pretty efficient with your time. Yeah. If it takes two hours and you only wanted to take one, well, how could we look at the task and how you spent the time? And the only way we can do that is if you time block. And the only way that I can help with your mentor is if you time block so that I can see what has been going on. So you learn about that and you also really learn about what's not important. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. I think as moms and, you know, most of the time, if we stay home, then that means we're sort of in charge of the things that go on in the house. And, you know, we kind of feel like we're doing it all. And there's definitely that emotional labor of, you know, feeling like everything is on us. Yep. So when you start to time block and maybe you don't do certain things or you do them in a different kind of timing that you normally thought you would, you know, if you thought it would take an hour to make dinner, but only takes a half hour, then you got an extra half hour. So you sort of learn a little bit about yourself. What are you going to do with that half hour? And what's maybe, could you make another meal so that tomorrow's the time that you time blocked an hour for tomorrow, you just bought yourself some more time. Yeah. So it's very exciting. I think women really get into it and they're like, oh, well, what can I do in this amount of time? And how can I create this abundance of like this free space? Yeah. The way you're talking about it sounds like it sets you up to be free, you know? And I love that idea. I mean, I do time blocking myself, but Mm-hmm. the way that you're talking about it I look at it the other way I'm like okay how much more work can I get done now that I got yeah. that task done I'm mm-hmm. looking at it the wrong way I think and how you're saying yeah. it is okay what can I do that I'm supposed to be doing tomorrow to free mm-hmm. up that time and kind of it's almost like setting yourself up for future success every single day by choosing you know the right things in those extra moments Absolutely. Yeah. And I recommend in my mentoring that people really do this and look at it in like, try it for a month, sort of give yourself like two weeks or three weeks as a trial period, Mm -hmm. because you could introduce things like batching where like you're a podcaster. So maybe you would podcast, you know, just on Monday, that would be your goal. You have four interviews or, you know, and then you would podcast for the month. Some people do that. I do that for our blogs. I will blog you know, all day on a Thursday, that's what I get done, you know, in between the little things like, and that's what stops me from engaging on social media too much. I go and engage on my posts. I go and say hi to a few people. And then that's it. I leave because guess what? I've got three other blogs to write and that's not going to write itself. And I don't want to do it on Friday Yeah, because I maybe blocked off the data, just be with my daughter or do something else for my business. some outside thing that I don't have the whole day for. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I was telling actually somebody just this morning that I volunteered for Habitat for Humanity to help build a house. And it was all day on Friday. And, you know, the business person in me was like, no, how could I not work on my business on Friday? Yeah. And then the mom in me was like, oh, I'm not going to see my kid all day. How do I do that? But, you know, I think that it's such a beautiful thing to be able to give back. I think that's one of my favorite things about the life that I have now is that I can give back. And guess what? Because I time blocked, I did it and I had no problem. I wasn't behind. Yeah. I just had to time block my week a little bit smarter. Yep. I I think happened. Yeah. And honestly, I know moms come over to me and they're like, yeah, but you know, 
what if my kid's sick or, you know, something's going to happen? Yeah, I have a toddler too. She wakes up at 5 a.m. half the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it, but I think that's all the more reason to time block. Yeah. Because then actually you don't feel so overwhelmed with the fact that, like, you promised yourself you were going to do whatever and then you forgot about it because you didn't time block. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I had a similar experience a couple weeks ago when my daughter wanted me to chaperone her field trip. Oh. And so I had to like figure that out. But then of course, like two days before I had someone that I needed to create a proposal for. Mm-hmm. And so then they ended up scheduling, you know, the meeting like right after the field trip was over. So I'm literally like in the car at the field trip, like having a proposal meeting, you know, it's just like, we do what we have to do, but I had it blocked. So then that way I knew like, okay, the field trip is going to be over at this time and I have my schedule in acuity mm-hmm. and it literally will let them pick, you know, the times that work for them and yeah. work my schedule. And I think that's an important thing to utilize as well as just the tools that you have. Absolutely. And a lot of that stuff is free. You know, a lot of that stuff is easy to use. It's just a matter of getting yourself to the point where, you know, and that's the way you want to present yourself as an entrepreneur that like, yeah, you've got it figured out in a sense, but you also have to, you're a mom and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if my child ran down here screaming right now, I would be embarrassed, but you'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, she's cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're more real now. You do have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I tell moms that too. I'm like, don't worry about your kid, like, talking to you while you're on the phone. Mm-hmm. That just makes you more real. You know, stuff happens. So things can't be perfect. And that's not what time blocking is about. Time blocking is just a way of scheduling your time so that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the moment that you said you were going to do it and you can be present in work and then you can be present as a mom and you don't have to worry about the other one while you're not there. Yeah. After that process takes place, mm-hmm. it's an extremely powerful and freeing, you know, period of time. I mean, or basically like your life becomes in control as opposed to like you're reacting to what's happening in the moment. Right. That's so right. You're so proactive as opposed to being reactive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can add more things to your life. You know, this habitat for humanity, building a house was never something I would always say, oh, can't do it. Oh, no, I would never have time for that. My boss would never let me off for the whole day or, you know, no, I have to make sure, you know, when I was breastfeeding my daughter, that was obviously tougher. But I'm in a position now where I can do things like that. But it's because I gave myself the freedom by scheduling myself. Yeah. Well, I think that's amazing that you did that, by the way. And I think it's a good also example of using that extra time that we have or using time blocking to schedule that extra time. And I would probably consider that to be some self-care time because by giving back, you're actually caring for yourself at the same time. So I think that's a great way to use that time. Absolutely. Yes. I know about myself that I thrive on relationships and I thrive on people. And I was building with 22 other women, one of them being my best friend. So we had, yeah, we had a great time together. I met new people, you know, some of them had their own business too. And so we talked shop and yeah. <laughs> I got to spend extra time with my best friend without our kids around. Yeah. That's like and, unheard of at this point in our lives, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> we had to go paint ceilings in order to do it, but Yes, we were doing something for other people and it made us all feel closer. We were all coming together for a common goal. And so, yeah, I will say it was self-care for absolutely sure. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to do it. And a good reminder for us all that it doesn't have to be like, 
getting our nails done or our haircut or, you know, the typical self-care that we think of. Right. Uh, but it can be something completely out of the box. So thank you for reminding us of that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you have to look for those things. Self-care is not one thing. It's not one massage a month. You have to look for the little things in every single day. And I was having some back pain before this house building situation. I said, Oh my God, I really don't know why I'm doing this. I have so much back pain, but honestly, I felt way better. I just needed to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my body was thankful. My body told me, thank you yeah. for moving me. So that, and my back has been so much better ever since. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So what is your favorite? This is my favorite question to ask, but okay. what is your favorite thing about working at home with your daughter? Like, over the moon about doing? You know, like I said before, I really think that adults need to play more. And I think that if they did, they'd be so much happier and that their life would be so much better. And honestly, my favorite thing about working at home with my daughter is that I get to play with her every day. I get to play pretend. I get to play tea party. She's really into being imaginative with like her stuffed animals, having conversations with her. We cook together. Even though the days are long and they can be really hard, I remind myself that I'm just growing as a person every single day because I get to be with her and growing her. At the same time, I'm growing myself too. Yeah, that's a really good reminder as well. That's awesome. You're full of reminders and just full of like, uh, just eye opening, you know, statements. So I think that's great. I'm glad it was helpful. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And is there anything that you want to add to the time blocking conversation that we were having? I want people to give themselves grace. I think I think it's so important to make sure that as you're doing this process, it's a very personal process. You know, there's a lot of planners out there. There's a lot of ways to plan your time, but I think it's so personal. So I would give yourself, learn a lot about yourself through the process. Like make sure that that's part of the time blocking process is that you learn about who you are as a scheduler or as a procrastinator, as somebody that gets things done or what you like to do. I think it can be so eye opening in so many ways. So I hope that moms out there who are listening to this and are saying, I'm going to go and time block now. I think that's amazing. I hope that those moms give themselves grace through the times that it may be hard, through the times that you plan your day and it's beautiful and then your child starts throwing up. Please give yourself grace because that's going to happen. It will. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want people to know that not to give up, but just to know that like, okay, that was one day. I'm going to start again the next. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think it's not the process that matters as much as, you know, the way that you treat it. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of moms say that they have tried time blocking and it doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. But I really think that like the approach that you have that you're talking about could work for everyone, you know, like, I hope so. Yeah. Just being yeah. flexible and open and realizing that it's not a black and white thing. It's not just because you write it down doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen it's you're setting that intention and that's the time that you have set aside for that. So I think that's, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Just remember that you are multifaceted as an individual yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, caring for your child is okay. And taking a break is also okay. If that's what your body's telling you. So, you know, just make sure you're open to learning because that's the only way you're going to grow. Yep. That is so true. So true. <laughs> Well, how can our listeners find you? How can they contact you? So our website is thenelsonshop.com. 
Mm -hmm. So that's where all of our shop and our blog, that's where you can contact me through the website. And we are on all social media platforms as the Nelson shop. Pretty Perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's good that you made it simple and you made your branding <laughs> consistent. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Allison, for joining us and also for sharing all of the wisdom that you've shared and also your story. I think it's a really powerful story of, you know, just your dynamic shift into motherhood. I think that's a really powerful story. And I think the listeners will definitely appreciate that. So thank you. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And I will look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, for sure. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by Online Marketing for Moms, the only marketing membership created especially to teach mom business owners SEO and many other marketing tools, systems, and strategies. Join today at onlinemarketingformoms.com. Use code PODCAST to get 20% off of your monthly or annual membership. 